I'm WSB's Herman Kane and depend on this. Whenever and I'm WSB's Herman Kane and depend on this. Whenever and wherever there's breaking news, severe weather alert, wherever there's breaking news, severe weather alert, or a traffic red alert, the WSB 24 hour breaking news center will tell you about it. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB, depend on it. Welcome back to the show and a good Monday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 11.07, 7 after 11. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. The gang all here. Low T. Chuck screens the calls. Longoria on the other side of the takeout window. But this is a political show tonight as we uh, wrap up the Iowa caucus. If you're just joining us, Ted Cruz wins the GOP uh, Iowa caucus, the Democratic race, too close to call, neck and neck between Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. I'm very disappointed in Mr. O'Malley. I was actually rooting for him because I think he looks like Chuck. Like, he could be Chuck's dad. When you were in Iowa, Loti, did people come up to you and think you were O'Malley's son? Uh, no, not a single person. With that rugged jaw and that, uh, <laughs> that, Adam's that protruding apple. Adam's apple? Uh, yeah, no. No? All right. But he is a dad. He is a good-looking man, and so he, am I. Yeah, so I, I totally thought. Share that trait. I was rooting for him simply because <laughs> I thought he might be your dad. Yeah. Um, who, no question on whose fathers are Bill Crane, Jamie Dupree, or Greg Bluestein from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The three political wonks now join us live. Greg, first off to you. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Thanks for having me. I've been following uh, your trip through Iowa with Jamie Dupree, kind of like uh, Steve Martin, John Candy, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. You oh, got- I thought it was more like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> One of those movies. Yeah. It was great, guys. Blue- it was y'all need, y'all need to do a road show in New Hampshire. It was a good... And Big Blue wouldn't let me take him to the show. casino, though. That was the biggest problem. Bluestein, all right, on the record, Bluestein does not want casino in Atlanta, apparently, then. is that Can I make that connection? You cannot make that <laughs> report about it. <laughs> All right, so I know uh, you just you just finished deadline for the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Um, what's the headline going to be in tomorrow's paper? Well, this was a huge victory for Ted Cruz. I mean, he staked he staked pretty much most of his campaign on Iowa. He did the ninety nine uh, county tour. He went to all sorts of off market, out of the way, small cities, small little towns, and uh, and it paid dividends for him. Any surprise on the tightness of the race for second place in your estimation, Greg? I mean, you have to look at Marco Rubio. He, he definitely consolidated support among mainstream Republican candidates who are looking for an alternative to both Ted Cruz and uh, Donald Trump. Uh, and he positioned himself as that as the, the man to beat among the, for the mainstream crowd. And it's going uh, it's going to be very interesting to watch how he does in New Hampshire, where you've got a more fervent opposition from other mainstream Republicans like Jeb Bush, Chris Christie, John Kasich. Um, so whether or not he can he can leverage his his third place finish, it looks like third place. He might, he, he's close to second. Um, I don't think there's any question that that Trump and Rubio go full bore now in New Hampshire. Jamie, any chance that that Cruz just uh, pulls up the stakes in New Hampshire? Or do you think he'll be he'll be there as well? Oh, no, no. I mean, he'll he'll try in New Hampshire. I'm I'm not sure. Again, New Hampshire is not fertile ground for Ted Cruz, so I don't think there's any. Uh, I don't think there'd be any downside to wherever Cruz finishes. I mean, you know, if it's second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever. To me, it doesn't matter because he'll go to South Carolina. He can say, you know what, that's fine. We'll go fight down south. Uh, Rubio still has to prove himself in New Hampshire uh, by fighting with Jeb, with Kasich, and with Christie. But Christie really faded. I mean, look at what those three got in in Iowa. Jeb got 2.7%. 
Kasich less than 2%, Christie less than 2%, and Rubio is over 23 And uh, Greg and I saw it. We talked about it when we were driving the other day that we just felt like there was momentum for Rubio. And the polls didn't seem to show it, but it finally came through today. And, 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 and I think it'll be I, – I think he gets a boost for sure in New Hampshire. And the bigger thing, I just think the storyline this next week, it's going to be pounding on Trump. And it's going to be what's wrong with Trump? Were the polls wrong? Is he not a winner? Is he a loser? And I think that'll start to weigh on him. Twenty. Whether his, uh, his decision not to do the debate will we'll, we'll, uh, we'll yeah. hurt him in the long run. Major error, I think. 25% of the vote, all those down-ticket candidates. Some of those folks, like Mike Huckabee, are going to be dropping. The majority of those that are below that line are establishment candidates. I don't think it'll consolidate by New Hampshire, but by South Carolina, this is going to be a much shorter ballot. And I think a lot of that inures to the benefit of Marco Rubio. But the other thing you want to kind of note in tonight's results... More new voters on the Democratic ballot side and the Democratic Party caucus than the Republican, even though there was a surge also for new Republican voters that showed up today. Donald Trump did not get the majority of them. No, and remember, the delegate count is going to be, as of right now, I think it's like Cruz getting eight, Rubio and Trump getting seven. You know, so it's not that big of a difference. Uh, But still, Trump finishing second and almost sliding to third, uh, I still think that'll be uh, pretty big. Don't you think, Greg? I'd say that's yeah, the story and, of the night. Yeah, and you're right. And the winnowing has also already begun. I mean, you, you, Huckabee's out. O'Malley's out. Santorum's going to be under incredible pressure to be out. He might be out within the next 24 hours. Uh, ben Carson is, is sort of somewhat skipping New Hampshire, it seems. He's going back to, to get a new pair of clothes and do his laundry, apparently. <laughs> so uh, you're seeing, you're seeing uh, and, and, that, and that's where the Rubios of the world and the, and the Cruises of the world can start picking up uh, ground. Mark Aram live in studio with political analyst Bill Crane joining us live from Iowa. WSB's Jamie Dupree, Greg Bluestein from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The polls were, were significantly wrong in a couple of aspects, guys. Um, the pollsters are going to be feeling that, but going back to the polls in New Hampshire, the real clear politics, uh, the latest average still has Trump at 33%, Cruz at 11.5%, Kasich at 11.5%, Bush at 10 and Rubio at 95 Can the pollers be that off in New Hampshire, Jamie? Why not? They were <laughs> they were off in uh, in in Iowa here. I mean, you look at the the real clear politics average, which everybody loves to talk about, and the average there in Iowa, even with the late polls factored in, was Trump at twenty eight point six percent. What's he got right now, Bill? Like uh, twenty uh, just a tw- just a hair above twenty four between twenty four and twenty five. So that's a four point miss on Trump. Cruz was basically twenty four even. What's he at right now? Twenty eight. So they, they, Trump underperformed four, Cruz overperformed four, and Rubio was at 17 in the average, and only after the last three polls do you factor in there. So he overperformed a whole bunch. By six, uh, yeah. At the end there. I yeah. will also note that Donald's hyperbole, when he spoke earlier, he said that they were 24 points up in New Hampshire. He has a way of rounding up whenever he's <laughs> talking about both. Hey, Jamie, you mentioned... Uh, we, we heard the Donald Trump uh, speech here live on WSB Radio. Your thoughts, Jamie, uh, on what he said to his supporters in Iowa tonight? Well, it was only about a, what, two-minute and 48-second address or something like that. I, I think he did show humility. If you were waiting for Trump to come apart at the seams on national TV, it did not happen. 
but I would say that there, uh, I think he will feel pressure as he moves forward this week. His schedule is still one that is not just focused only on New Hampshire. I think he's got events this week uh, in South Carolina as well, and then he's got that event in Little Rock on Wednesday that a lot of people will wonder uh, if there's going to be a Huckabee endorsement or anything there. So, look, uh, there's a debate on Saturday. He skipped the last one. I think uh, you would look for him, certainly, wouldn't you think, uh, um, uh, Bill, that he's going to, you know, try to uh, go negative again, not only on Cruz, but on Rubio Yeah, I think he goes more after Rubio, and he has to start spending money. Mm -hmm. He was late to the game in Iowa, as I think I heard you saying earlier today, Jamie, they couldn't find any vans to rent (laughs) because all the other campaigns tied them up to haul voters to to the caucuses the way they're very accustomed to. And on both the Republican and Democratic side in Iowa, they were late to the game because he held the, the purse, because he thought that he had the people power. And there's a big difference between a tweet and a Facebook post and voting. Let, let me hey, jump Bluestein. in for a second, Greg. Uh, well, let me ask Bluestein something. Yeah. Uh, Greg, how do we explain the huge jump in the Republican turnout, and yet it didn't help Trump win? That's the, that's that's what I was about to address. I, I think it's, it's got to be the cruise factor. It's got to be the fact that when uh, I went to the small town of Wapello, Iowa, Population 2,000, and one quarter of the town showed up on a Friday night at 8 p.m. for his rally in a plastics distribution center. I mean, there, there was tremendous support for him out in these small rural counties that are heavily evangelical and heavily Republican, and I think that's where that, that made the difference. Greg, let me localize this for a second. Um, the results in Iowa tonight, what does that mean to the Georgia voters? Do you, do you see any shift in, in the way Georgia will vote when it, when it comes primary time here? Georgia tends to hew to what Iowa uh, votes. Um, I think the most important factor is that the, the, the field will winnow, so Georgia will have a lot shorter list of, of candidates, both on the Democratic side and the Republican side, to pick from. And I think that J- J- Donald Trump has a giant target on his back now that he looks vulnerable. So you're going to see a lot more attacks uh, in the run-up to the March 1st primary in Georgia, and that could help Cruz. Jamie, what's your schedule like now? Are you going to be able to get out of there in front of the uh, impending storm? Well, hopefully uh, we'll deal with the snowstorm and I'll get home. I'm going to go home and see the wife and kids for a day. I'll I'll pull a Ben Carson and do my laundry. (laughs) And then I will uh, fly up to New Hampshire, and I hope to be there Wednesday evening. And then there's a Trump event I'm going to go to on Thursday in Exeter. So we'll uh, get things uh, started off to... Uh, right away. I think I might try to catch Rubio on Wednesday night when I get off the plane. So yeah, it'll be right back at it. It's gonna. I, I really do think the way things work from Iowa to New Hampshire, Rubio is going to see, I bet he sees crowds with people just, you know, uh, just stuffed to the gills in his events. I think Cruz will see a bump, but not a huge one. It's a different kind of state. Trump is still going to get a lot of interest. He's, look, Trump is not going to go down the tubes. Don't get me wrong, but uh, he's going to feel a lot of different things this week. And, of course, as you said, I think he will go after Rubio. And Rubio, uh, look, I'm sure that uh, the Bush people and everybody else in Kasich will go after him. But you know what? They're not getting that bump out of Iowa that Rubio is. Jamie, let me jump in. Ted Cruz is about to give a victory speech in Iowa. Uh, Greg Bluestein, thank you so much for your time. We'll read you tomorrow in the AJC or online at AJC.com. Follow him on Twitter at Bluestein, B-L-U-E-S-T-I. 
E I N. How did you get Bluestein so quick? By the way, how did there no other Bluestein? I'm an early adopter. You're an early adopter. <laughs> All right. Well, safe travels back uh, from Iowa, gentlemen. Thank you as always. Um, let's go live to Iowa. Standing ovation right now for Ted Cruz, who has won the Iowa caucus. Let's join the uh, the celebration now live on WSB. <laughs> Cruz hugging supporters now in front of the stage. Everyone with their phone out. Of course, recording this for posterity. Uh, Ted Cruz, if you're just joining us here on WSB Radio, wins the GOP Iowa caucus. Uh, a commanding victory over second-place finisher Donald Trump. And uh, a close third for Marco Rubio. Uh, we are standing by for the Cruz victory speech as he works his way to the podium. Uh, continue to shake hands. Greet the revelers. Please go to the podium now, Mr. Cruz. Hugs the wife. Pull down the GoPros and the cell phones <laughs> yes. out of the shot. Exactly. Um, he is getting an elongated hug from his wife. Very nice. Very, uh, well, let's go to CBS Radio News. We'll come back for the uh, Cruz victory speech here on WSB Radio. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Quite an evening for political folks like you and me. Mark Aram back with you. Special edition of the Mark Aram Show, the Iowa Caucus edition. Ted Cruz wins in Iowa. He's giving his victory speech right now. Trump, two, and Rubio, very close, three. The Democratic race still too tight to call. Neck and neck between uh, Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. Martin O'Malley's out. Um, who else dropped out today? Huckabee out. We'll wait for Santorum to, to go out. We know who is in. Iowa. That's Jamie Dupree, Greg Bluestein. Thanks to them for joining us. When we come back, Eric Erickson will join us live. Has new turnout data shedding some light on what we saw today in Iowa on both the GOP and Democratic sides of things. And now, I promise, I do want to hear what you have to say. And I want to take your calls at 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Your reactions to the Cruz victory in Iowa and the race that's too close to call between Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders, 404 404- 872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can use the open mic feature on the WSB radio app on Twitter at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. I'm WSB's Clark Howard. Howard. From Dunwoody to Douglasville. Washington to Woodstock. Whatever and wherever there. Better severe weather. A traffic red alert. Or breaking news. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center. will break in. Depend on it. Welcome back to the show, 1139, 21 in front of midnight. Mark Aram with you till 12, special edition of the Mark Aram Show, the Iowa Caucus edition. I do want to take your calls and your reactions at 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. We want to go back live to Iowa. WSB's Jamie Dupree joins us, as well as WSB's Eric Erickson. Eric, some new turnout data, I'm told. Yeah, really impressive here. It looks like the Republicans did break all sorts of records, just as the pundits told us would happen if Donald Trump was going to win. Uh, they got over 180,000 caucus voters. The, the high prior to this time was 135,000. And not only that, Ted Cruz got more votes than any other Republican ever winning the Iowa caucuses, breaking the Mike Huckabee record in 2008. Uh, he got just shy of 50,000 votes votes tonight huge huge record turns out campaign fundamentals still matter and the ted cruz ground game mobilization effort was really impressive other data is with the caucus uh, awarding delegates to the republican convention mark
Marco Rubio may be a point behind Donald Trump percentage-wise, but in terms of delegates now, they're tied for second place. Interesting. I think you're burying the headline, though, Eric, that uh, Ted Cruz becomes the first Canadian-born person to ever win the <laughs> Iowa caucus. Yes, amazing. <laughs> no, actually, you're burying the headline that, think about this, uh, Republicans in Iowa gave uh, a huge chunk of the vote to two guys who you know whose parents immigrated to the United yeah, States. Yeah, sixty percent of the vote went to two Cubans and a black man in Iowa in yeah. the Republican primary. And that's very telling because uh, in in two thousand twelve, uh, Barack Obama got I think seventy two percent of the Hispanic vote. Uh, the GOP coming strong with the obviously two very strong Hispanic candidates. Yeah, and I think the I, I really do think that there will be a big bump for Rubio in New Hampshire. I, I just think that he gets so much more attention that does not go to Jeb Bush, to John Kasich, or to Chris Christie. I see that Kasich has already put out a schedule, Eric, for not only New Hampshire this week, but South Carolina next week. Right. Trying to, you know, say, well, you know, my campaign is, is moving on, and it may well do that. But I, I just think that Rubio gets a couple points just because of the excitement generated by his finish in Iowa. Well, momentum, it, momentum, momentum, yeah. momentum. Yeah, it, Rubio played it smart going out first. Now, I'm told by the Cruz campaign that Ted was actually stuck on a plane, which was why he was late uh, getting to his rally tonight. He was still crisscrossing the state, but that put him late after bedtime in New Hampshire, and he got preempted by Hillary Clinton. Let me ask you this question, Eric. Uh, what, what does Jeb Bush do now? What should Jeb Bush do now? Uh, curl up in the fetal position and <laughs> cry. Um, listen, his donors already tonight. I've got an email from a Jeb Bush Super PAC fundraiser saying Ru all it says is Rubio, Rubio, Rubio. That tells me that the days are numbered for Jeb Bush's campaign. Jamie, same question. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be very difficult. I don't think Jeb is going to give up, though. Um, I think he will. Uh, he will fight on through New Hampshire. It won't surprise me for him to go to South Carolina. To me, one of the bigger stories right now is that Hillary Clinton has come out and talking to her supporters, and her race has not been called as yet. Yeah, it, it, it's still extremely close there. In fact, the latest updated numbers I'm seeing from CNN has her at, at now 49.8 and Bernie Sanders uh, inching in. Yeah, and so, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. It's it's interesting, too. Look, look at, um, uh, Eric, if you look at how Rubio, and Bill, this to you, too, Rubio ran up a lot of votes tonight in the big counties in Iowa. That's sort of the same thing that, uh, you know, that um, uh, Mitt Romney, Romney did. did. So yeah. I, I think that uh, the what Eric says about establishment, you know, sort of Bush donors and more looking at Rubio, uh, I, I bet it's more than just that in coming days. It, it could be we see some a major consolidation of the Republican side. I agree. And in looking at New Hampshire for our listeners here in Georgia and up the coast, it wraps around the Boston media market, most of that state. And that's one of the reasons Mitt Romney, having been governor of Massachusetts, was so well-known in New Hampshire. It's a much more... I won't say progressive, but the Granite State is not Iowa in terms of evangelicals no, or Tea Party No, it's not Georgia. Members. You know, right. I think it's it's hard for everybody. I think down in the state to to fathom just how different the Republican Party is in right. the state of New Hampshire. And uh, you know, Cruz, I know, is up there high in the polls right now in New Hampshire, and I'm sure he does well. But it's not going to surprise me one bit if he's behind Rubio uh, by a week from next. Week. Slight, the, slight bump for newspapers. The Des Moines Register did endorse. Marco Rubio, mm -hmm, and I right, do think yes. the Manchester Union Gazette's endorsement and the uh, debate they're going to have will play a role here. 
Yeah, and you, you know, you've got headed into South Carolina. Now, remember, Florida comes after the SEC primary. You've got into South Carolina, Trey Gowdy and Tim Scott, both highly popular in South Carolina, both backing Rubio suddenly. But then you got the SEC primary before Florida, and, and Texas and Georgia are there. I know Ted Cruz's ground game is in Georgia, and it's much like it was in Iowa, and again, a non-existent ground game for Donald Trump in Georgia. Yeah, and and I think that is a, it's a big story to show that Trump... A lot of people, What Eric, we talked about it the other night when I saw you at the debate, and you just said, well, the campaign fundamentals have to uh, prove out. And we weren't sure they would, but they did in the end. I mean, uh, you know, Ted Cruz went to all 99 counties in Iowa. Donald Trump most certainly did not. Uh, Trump was still able to get an awful lot of the vote, but in the end, he did not have the people he needed to follow through and actually provide a victory for him. And I still think that in the days ahead, that's going to be proved to be somewhat of a uh, a difficult issue for him to deal with with the media coming after him on that. Let, let's set up what goes on tomorrow. Jamie Dupree, you'll be live on with Scott Slade during Atlanta's Morning News. Absolutely, starting, uh, I think, about seven, no, six hours from now, yes. Uh, and will, will you be able to appear on the Herman Cain Show, or will you be in transit? I, I, no, I think, well, depending on uh, my plane out, I think I will be on uh, with Herman from the airport, whether by phone or we'll get out the entire, uh, <laughs> you know, the entire mix of all my equipment at gate four and just do a show live from there. You awesome, know I mean? awesome. And then tomorrow night for Atlanta's Evening News, Eric, what can we expect from you? Oh, we'll do a play-by-play looking at the counties and, and how the votes broke down demographically. It looks like uh, Ted Cruz actually did very well in some of the evangelical strongholds. I actually will now be on TV starting in three hours and ten minutes. Go get your beauty sleep, Eric. All right, I'm going to go do it. <laughs> All right, thanks to Eric, uh, and thanks to Jamie Dupree in, in D.C., of course. Continuing updates uh, throughout the overnight hours in Atlanta's Morning News starting at 4.30 with Scott Slate. Let me squeeze. I really want to get some calls in uh, before we get to Bernie Sanders' speech. Uh, just your general thoughts on what we saw tonight. Ron and Canton. Ron, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Mark. How you doing, sir? What do you think about what happened tonight? I thought it was excellent. And I think there's one thing that everybody that's talking about this regarding Donald Trump does not understand. I, up until last week and a half, I didn't know if I was going to vote for Trump or Cruz. But Trump did three things in the last week and a half that decided my vote. One, he defended Mitch McConnell. Two, he accepted the endorsements of Trent Watt and Bob Dole and didn't repudiate them, which told me he does not understand what this is about. Gotcha. Thank you for the call, uh, Ron. Dave, real quick, Dave, what are your thoughts on tonight? Hey, guys. Uh, I wasn't surprised by Cruz and Rubio coming out as big winners tonight. I think they communicate their uh, message very well, better than Trump. They give more details. Bill, I did want to ask you, though, if Hillary loses in Iowa and in New Hampshire, how likely is it that Biden comes out and becomes the Democratic nominee, or is that a non-issue because he said he wouldn't run? It's still more likely to happen if she's indicted or something criminal happens on the email investigation. I think she he stays out of it otherwise. Let's go to Iowa. Bernie Sanders speaking to supporters live on WSB Radio. Uh, the, the crowd chanting, feel the burn, which has become the hashtag movement Thank for the you. Bernie Sanders campaign. Iowa, thank you. Line 
nine months ago, we came to this beautiful state. We had no political organization. We had no money. We had no name recognition. And we were taking on the most powerful political organization in the United States of America. And tonight, while the results are still not known, it looks like we are in a virtual tie. Bernie Sanders speaking live in Iowa on WSB Radio. Definitely the loudest of the crowds we've heard tonight between uh, Cruz, Rubio, and uh, and Clinton. All right, while they chant and shout and feel the burn, in quotes, uh, we will get the very latest from CBS Radio News on the Iowa caucus, and we'll come back and finish up with your calls, your thoughts on the election tonight. The Iowa Caucus, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. Final segment of the show, Mark Aram, uh, back with you. Normal show tomorrow. Normal show tomorrow, just an FYI. Bill Crane in studio. Your thoughts on the Iowa Caucus results. Levi in Atlanta. Levi, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for taking my call. First off, I think what happened in Iowa tonight was wonderful. And considering what's happening right now on this radio station and what I'm almost certain is happening all over the country makes it an even bigger win. Which Ted Cruz won the Iowa caucus. He beat all odds. And he got 60 seconds of time to speak tonight, and you cut him off and went to commercial break. Hillary Clinton hasn't even won the nomination yet, and we listen to more of her than any human being should have to. That's my opinion. Thanks for taking my call. All right, Levi. Thanks, buddy. Tony and Marietta. Tony, your thoughts on the Iowa caucus tonight? Well, I was absolutely stunned and amazed that Trump actually lost because uh, so many reports that I heard from the media was that uh, Iowa caucus uh, attendees were leaning toward uh, folks like Trump that were outside of the Beltway. So what say the prognosticators, the talking heads that you've got on your show about this thing? Because, I mean, obviously, uh, Cruz and everybody else, other than Ben Carson and Carly Fiorina, they, you know, are all inside the Beltway. Gotcha. Th- thanks, Tom. we got to run. Uh, your thoughts, Bill? I will say that a week ago on the show, I said the wheels might start coming off the Donald Trump bus because there's a difference between tweets and Facebook posts and press conferences and actual voters. And, and a caucus is a different, different animal, animal than, than a primary. primary. You're absolutely right. And he, there was no vans to rent. Trump There's couldn't no rent vans any rent. vans. <laughs> he could have brought his limo or maybe the plane and flew people. But. Thanks to Bill Crane joining us live in studio. WSB's Washington correspondent Jamie Dupree live from Iowa, as was Greg Bluestein, political reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Aaron Coleman from Channel 2 Action News joined us from Iowa as well. Thanks to Low T. Chucks for reading the calls. Longoria on the other side of the takeout window. News, weather, and traffic next. This was Iowa Caucus coverage on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB.